Welcome everyone, this is Russ Galzo, Chronicles of the End Times. So good to be with you again. And look at the news and everything that's going on today. It's a little bit insane. So we wonder what's going on. How could this possibly be happening in the day in which we live? Those of us who read the Bible and pray, we know that it's the signs of the times that are all around us. And they're there for a reason. They're there for us to become awake and to realize that Christ is coming back soon. And the signs of the times are there so we draw closer to God. And those of us who may have drifted away, that we might wake up and come back uh, into the things that we know and the things that we first started, that relationship with Jesus Christ. So today we're going to talk about the rebellion. It's obviously something that is right in our face. And the rebellion, we can say, has been going on since the beginning of time. But in the last days, the scripture is clear that it's going to increase. And it's not going to increase a little bit. It's going to increase a lot. And this is what we're seeing. This is just the beginning, unfortunately, of the seeds of rebellion. Uh, As they begin to grow and as this plant begins to get bigger and bigger, and it's going to bear the fruit of the evil seed that has been planted. So, where do we start? Well, in Proverbs 14:12, it says, There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. So, what do we say to that? Well, we all know we have our plans. Man likes to find his own way, as he always has. And in this generation especially, um, we like to make the rules. And if God says it's not good for us, but we like it, then we simply change the rules. Forgetting that what a man sows, he will also reap. Eventually, this leads to total spiritual blindness. For if we continue to change the rules, you eventually forget where you started and where you're going. The truth is lost in a maze of bad decisions and self-indulgence. And we see what happens as rebellion reaches its fullness here in the last days. Jesus said, I have come in my Father's name. And you do not accept me. But if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. That's John 5.43. This rise of Antichrist, which is on the horizon. And he is the actual seed of evil. In Genesis 3.15, we see where the Lord prophesied that this seed of Satan, the seed of the serpent, would bite at the heels of the Son of God, at the Messiah, but that he would crush his head. And so this prophecy of about a seed of evil goes back to the Garden of Eden. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul talks about a lot of different things to do with the rebellion. And we see that people will become lovers of self, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, unholy, wicked, evil, proud, man in control without God, covetous, you know, the love of money, the love of things, gathering things unto ourselves. And they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power. Now, we, we see this in our world today. We have a form of godliness, which we've created ourselves. If you have a room of 200 people and you ask them to write just one paragraph on what God is or who he is, uh, there's a good chance you're going to have close to 200 different opinions on who God is 
what he wants from us and what he's doing. The word of God is the only thing we have to tell us who God is and what he is and what the plans of God are and how he cares for us. So without the word of God, we just walk around in darkness and we guess and we come up with our own ideas and we formulate our own God that suits our needs. It's said that it's even like going into a store, a religious store, let's say, and there's all these suits around with different religions and people walk around and they look at the racks and then they find the suit or the dress or whatever that fits them really well. And then that's what they'll wear. That's the religion that they'll wear. That's the religion that they'll uh, adhere to. But on the rack over to the side where few people go is the Jesus rack. And that rack is only one size. And when we put that on, it may not always fit. But see, the Holy Spirit is the tailor. And if we let him, he will tailor us to fit the Jesus suit. And that's the big difference. You know, we can create our own God, create our own religion, feel good about it and walk in it. But it's not truth. And we'll never change into what God wants us to be unless we adhere to the word of God and the words of Jesus Christ. So they have this form of godliness, and they also deny the power. And the word power there in the Greek is duminous, and it means dynamite. They don't recognize the dynamite, the power of God. They don't incorporate that in to their religion. They just have this form of godliness, because in order to realize the power of God, in order to recognize it, we must embrace the full word of God, that God is creator, that God is our salvation, that he is our strength, that he is our joy. In that we learn, we get filled with the power of God, which keeps us from day to day. And so this rebellion that Paul's talking about in Second Thessalonians is all around us, we see today. And then in Daniel chapter 8, verse 23, he says that this Antichrist or this spirit of Antichrist, which the Apostle John says is already in the world in his time, he said, will cause deceit to prosper. And so this spirit, like I said in the opening, is a seed, the seed that comes from evil, planted in the ground, and it gets nurtured by the society and it grows into this large tree which bears fruit, and it causes deceit to prosper even more. And so in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul goes back to say, they refuse to love the truth. So God sends a powerful delusion, and they believe the lie. After a while, God will put up with us, and he loves us, and he has compassion for us, and thank God for that. Without it, where would we be? You know, we'd be lost without it. But there is a moment when the string runs out. And only God knows that. For each individual, it's different. And we find out that after a while, when we say we want to believe this, we want to believe this. No, we reject that. We want this. We want that. After a while, God says, okay, have it. And only he can make that call. Only he knows when the heart is completely turned and it will not turn back. So Paul says he sends a powerful delusion. And that's what we're seeing in this world. Those that reject 
the Word of God or reject Christ, reject the truth that's in the Bible and say, well, you know, it's not really true, this, that, and the other thing, and it's a, a bunch of analogies and stories on how to live life, and you can take it or leave it. After a while, when that saturates you even to the marrow of your bone, where you just believe it through and through, then you walk away from God, and he sends a power, a powerful delusion, so you will completely believe and be completely deceived, because that is really what you really want. And so we live in this time of great rebellion, and as this rebellion grows, it hardens our hearts. In Ephesians chapter 4, Paul talks about it, and it's very sad. He says that after a while, we lose our sensitivity, continually lust for more things, and our understanding becomes darkened, and then we completely follow our own evil desires. And in Romans one twenty-eight, he says that after a while, these people will not consider it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God. They will think like, well, it's really not worth it, you know? It's it's just not that important to me. I don't really believe it. It doesn't really have a worth to me. And you combine all these things that the scripture talks about, and it, it gives you a powerful delusion. And this world is headed in that direction. For when the Antichrist comes, they will accept him readily. They will love him, and they will uh, applaud him, and they will grab on to his ideas and his concepts on how they should live and how this world should be. So this is just the beginning. We're experiencing all this. And we have to understand that only God can bring peace. Only Jesus Christ can bring peace. No one else can. Though the devil will try to just organize this world around him, there will be no peace because Satan cannot bring peace. He only brings destruction it brings delusionment, and he brings bitterness and hatred. And these things will just continue to grow. And this is what we're seeing, especially with we're seeing all this with ISIS and all this hate that's being uh, raised up. We're seeing even more racial hate than we've seen in recent years. I mean, I'm old enough to know I've went through the, the 60s and 70s, and I lived through that time. And you know, we demonstrated and we were sang songs and wrote songs uh, to declare uh, equality. And you could see through the years that there were progress was made. And yes, there's always going to be bigotry. You know, wherever there's evil, there's always going to be bigotry. But now we see it's, it's like the snake has risen its head again. And we're seeing more and more hatred of every kind, of any reason at all, just to hate people. And we're seeing it on the rise. And that's because, for the most part, this world has turned its back on the truth. And when that happens, God lets us go, and we find that we're lost in darkness, banging against the walls, looking for answers. Listen, do we have too many guns in this country? Probably so. Are there other answers that we can come up with to cut down on this violence? I'm sure there is. But the one thing we all seem to be ignoring is where does this originate? Who's behind it? 
Who are making these people turn this way and be so incredibly evil? It comes from the seed of evil, from Satan himself. And only prayer and knowledge of the word of God is going to defeat him. The scripture says that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. What does that knowledge do? People will tell you that knowledge is power, and that is true. But are we gaining the right knowledge? Should we have the spiritual knowledge to combat this evil? It is not all about whether guns are here or there. Behind the scenes, there is darkness. And so, what's the answer to all this? We can pray. Paul says he, that God has given us the power to tear down strongholds, to demolish them. That is awesome. We need to get together and to pray. And we need to have our own prayer time every single day. And that works. That will begin to tear down the darkness. Because Jesus said, as long as we're here, we need to occupy, which means we need to continue in the work of Jesus Christ until we're taken out of the way. So God bless you today. I hope you're inspired to pray because that's what this should do. This should inspire you to pray and know that God has given you the power to overcome the darkness. I encourage you today to go on Amazon.com and download my new book, Hidden Thrones. It's book one of a five-part series that looks into paranormal activity. What is really paranormal activity? Who's it coming from? It talks about the powers and principalities of darkness in high places that are behind the scenes that are really pushing forth all this hate and murder that we see in this world and about the rise of the spirit of Antichrist. So today, I pray that you would go on and buy Hidden Thrones. I really believe it will be a great blessing to you. This is Russ Galza from Chronicles of the End Times. God bless. See you next time.